Hi, I'm Dr. Divina Lopez, a board-certified pediatrician with over 10 years of experience in pediatrics, and you are listening to Dancing into Parenthood. Dancing into Parenthood, the podcast. Today, I have Dr. Catricia with me, which um, I met her, or I saw her many years ago when um, Ro came out with the whole like Ro Docs thing um, and didn't really know how much we had in common at that time. And recently, we were able to like catch up through Instagram and just see what. I guess the other person was doing and it's like oh we're really like in kind of a similar situation the two of us mm-hmm. so um just a little background we're both pediatricians and we're both women of color and we both are single moms so that's a really like interest i mean I, I feel like we're the minority of the minority because yeah. <laughs> we, we are definitely um in a very professional field um where you know things just seem to or most people seem to live a very traditional sort of lifestyle and um and then here we are right like two women who come from backgrounds who are not usually present in our field and and then at the same time doing everything that we do as single moms which is like really amazing and unbelievable uh for me it was very um i guess i felt like that instant connection with you because i said wow you know finally somebody else that's like like me like you know um and and i love that you do everything with so much honesty and you put it out there I love that you put God first and foremost in everything that you do. I think that that's really important. Um, And I love how dedicated you are as a mother, as a pediatrician. Like I always see you giving it a thousand percent. And I admire that about you. Um, Plus you do it with a lot of humor. So, you know, it's (laughs) fun to watch, right? It's, It's fun to watch the real things that, we go through as moms, as pediatricians, um, as entrepreneurs, right? Because we we both also have that in common where we want to help, not only do we want to help kids through learning pediatrics and practicing pediatrics and, and being their physician, but at the same time, we also have this love for parents and we want to, you know, be there for them and educate them and coach them. Um, so you and I have a lot of similarities. Um, so welcome to the podcast, which is like, we're doing this whole video thing so you can see the real life. Like she's actually <laughs> with her child right now. Um, I'm at home in my home office and we're making it happen, which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. 
fits. Yeah. I oh my gosh, absolutely! Thank you so much for um, those kind words. Like that's amazing for my. Thank you for my roses. I feel the same way about you, Dr. Davina. I didn't realize we had like you had known me that far long ago with Roe. I forgot about that. But that and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But you're absolutely right. We have so much in common, and like you said, we are literally like unicorns of the unicorns. Like there's not <laughs> there's not many single moms, <laughs> right? Single mom women of color, like who are pediatricians and who are also mompreneurs like doing this in the middle of a pandemic like we yes. really really are like strong super women out here <laughs> yes, we are. yeah yeah and you know I'm happy that we can recognize those things about ourselves and like pat ourselves on the back because uh you know I feel like as women we're always so hypercritical um on ourselves and we expect perfection all the time um so it's it's good that we're able to recognize the things that we are really trying hard at and, and giving it our all and we just say you know what maybe it's not perfect but i'm giving it my 110 percent so it is what it is and i have to be happy with this and you know as time goes along i'll figure things out and it may be a better way for me or whatever but um it's important for us to be forgiving with ourselves like i focus on on forgiveness so much in my coaching program because i feel like we are so hard and tough on ourselves and we don't realize how forgiving we need to be like we're we're good about forgiving other people right right being our partners we're good about forgiving our kids and then right. we have to do that same exact thing for ourselves like right we're, we're so so tough on ourselves. Exactly. Um, it's about extending grace as well. You know, like that grace was the word for myself in 2020. It's like you said, like I could be so quick to forgive my daughter for something because it's like, oh, she's a child or my partner, you know, or friends or something. But it's just like to put that pressure on yourself to feel that you always have to be in performance mode and to be perfect. Like that really, like I didn't start to let that go until probably two years after becoming a mom. And most definitely now as a mompreneur, because it's like, it's about progression and not perfection. Yes. So you have to like celebrate every little thing. Like you think that those are small things. Even if all you did today was like, okay, I got the kids to school. Just that's an accomplishment. Like we have to celebrate those little tiny things that we think are not big deals because they are big deals. That's the way anything is done. It's by making all those small steps in order to make like something big eventually. So you can to get to something big eventually. Absolutely. Um, so one of the ways that we are different is that during this pandemic, our lives um, or the way that we've been able to live our lives has been totally different. I, I'm, I usually do a very traditional kind of pediatric practice like you do, you know, at the clinic. And um, for me, my life has totally changed. And then you, on the other hand, like you've been able to continue your, your routine with your daughter, with your work life. Um, I, first of all, I want to say like, that was something that I was afraid to do when the pandemic hit. I kind of like panicked because with my son, I was really afraid for him, um, for his health and everything. I was very grateful that I would have the opportunity to be virtual. I didn't know how long it was going to last. I had no idea what was going to happen, right? Like, none of us did. Right. Um, but, you know, you kept going into work and, and you kept doing your thing. And 
you know, I applaud you for that because I know that that must have been a really big, scary part of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, just even thinking about your daughter and how you're going to support her during that time, that must have been very difficult. I know as single mothers, you know, I say kids suffered the most in this pandemic, but I know single moms suffered a whole lot. Yes. I think a lot has been taken away from us. A lot of people haven't been understanding um, for single moms to continue providing for their families, right. um, protecting their children, and also having that time to care for themselves. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, I- There is that self-care during this time. Exactly. Especially as single mothers, you know, people think of self-care as like, you know, you're able to schedule that time away from your children because there's a partner or, um, you know, that you have a village and extension, you know, or maybe a nanny that lives in your home. But for myself, it's like, no, it literally is me drop off to like bedtime. Like it, I am on performance. Um, and yes, that first couple, like probably four to six weeks, I was scared scared like I mean I would like sleep on the floor like I'm like I didn't know like if the virus was in my hair like the virus was still in my nasal passages like I, I mean like I pick up I'm like okay don't hug me you know like I was like changing out of scrubs at the back of my trunk like literally just to have on like some other clothes to pick her up from daycare um that's how scared I was like initially because it's like there was no really there, there was still a lot of unknown like what was like the significance of like the risk of like transmitting this virus without having any symptoms and I'm like I can't pair her with my my parents who are elderly you know have medical conditions like I have to care for her and I still have to work I had no choice like but to still work because my patients needed me right yeah so you were extremely brave during that time um I know for myself you know you and I are also in a different situation where I do have my, my son's dad involved in his life. And so I was able, and then we were even afraid of that. Like, how do you co-parent during this whole virus too? Like our whole co-parenting schedule had to change. Um, as you can imagine, there was a lot of tension between the two of us because uh, at first, of course, you know, he thinks I'm still seeing patients or something. He was afraid of that. And my right. everybody, and then my child is going to his house where he has a younger sister there too. So were they getting exposed? Um, how are we going to protect one another? Were we on the same page of making sure that we were taking the precautions? Um, I also, in the beginning, I did have my mother's help and then my mom had to go back um, home. And, and so then I had to figure that piece out too of like for childcare, I, I don't have childcare. I'm like you, I do everything um, myself, except, you know, I get to share some of the responsibilities with his dad. So, you know, I, there is no nanny here. There, there's no babysitter. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried having a babysitter. It didn't work out because he's very rigid about certain things. You need to have people that understand that sort of right personality and how to, um, be a good caretaker for that sort of person is, is, you know, you need someone who really gets it. Um, right. So because of that, I've always done everything myself. My son is is not, you know, all over the place. He's here with me all the time. And, uh, and now I, I even wonder, like, how is he going to get back into school? Because 
he's so comfortable at home right that right because he is on the spectrum like this was wonderful for him for many children it's terrible for yes. my son because of his condition he loves being virtual he has like a great um school life where before he was bullied all the time and um now he doesn't feel that sort of right you know he's comfortable at home with the things that he's comfortable with and right now my next challenge is going to be like how to get him back into the school building exactly Um, so you know there's a lot of um I feel like there's so many interesting things that are are going on and there's so many conversations that you and I can have because number one, I think we have similar goals when it comes to our careers, um, when it comes to the way we parent, um, the way we care and support for other, for other people, for other moms. Um, I do... You know, I, I want to have honest conversations all the time because I think it's important. I I don't see that so much in our community, um, in the medical community, plus the communities that we live in. Like, I feel like there's a lot of space for that. I think, um, you know, I already told you earlier that I had like the Bonita Project um, t-shirt on because there is an opportunity, I think, for us to, to mentor younger um, women of color. And not only when it comes to like their career, but also for them to think about like, what is it that they maybe want to take from their culture and how to incorporate that into their future lives um, when they think about themselves maybe becoming moms. Right. um, You know, what were the things that we loved that our moms did and the things that we would love to change and how have we done that ourselves, right? Because I don't know about you, but I grew up in like a very, very traditional um, Puerto Rican household where my dad was, you know, the, the, the one who went out every day, all day long. And, you know, he was the breadwinner and my mom took care of the entire house. And so, um, that was actually a problem in my marriage because I, I didn't realize that I also kind of married someone who was a little more traditional and I'm not. And right. so, um, <laughs> yeah. And so that became uh, very frustrating for me because I, I thought I, I was clear about, you know, those sort of things, but, you know, I, I think there are certain expectations when you are, or, especially when you grew up in a family like that, they think maybe you're going to continue that sort of lifestyle. And that's not something that I ever saw for myself. Right. So, like you're a total modern mom. You, you are, <laughs> you go to work, you take care of your daughter from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, you got your whole household under your own control, which I love that. Like I love, to see that you take care of all of those things. Plus, I mean, you're way better at this than I am. 
you do all of those like funky things that oh my goodness <laughs> listen no it takes it takes longer to set the project up and just to put on social media than the project lasts I'm like what was that like it was like 20 <laughs> seconds and she's like okay I'm done I'm like oh my god but no I hear you like I the traditional roles you know like I you know as an Afro-Latina like my dad same thing like he was out of the house like he was an entrepreneur and my mom was a stay-at-home mom you know for like my during my elementary years and then we moved you know had some like financial hardships and at some one point we moved in we were like kind of an extended blended family we lived with my um my father's parents um that's the Hispanic side of my family and like you know we all shared a bedroom upstairs like me in high school with my parents and my sister and my grandparents were downstairs yeah and I just knew that like my mom was so codependent you know for her own reasons and I just knew that like I think my dad saw like the intelligence and just the gift that I had and he just kind of pushed that you know he he doesn't have sons you know and I kind of just was like pushed to be this resilient person like legit like when I was a child like a lot of my childhood was like mothering my mom and then mothering my sister who later ended up with like having a mental illness and so all of that like I didn't even realize and understand like how God was preparing me for the single motherhood you know like I didn't go into like motherhood thinking that you know like I mean I thought of like yeah I'll be a mom one day but never knew and like it could ever if you told me I was gonna be single mom like I mean we've been doing this for four years I would have been like yeah right like that's not how it goes down but we're doing it and we're thriving and you know and that's what I'm all about in my in my parent coaching business is with single mothers is that like we don't have to just survive you know we don't have to go through like day-to-day monotonous routine like oh just another day just trying to hang on like you can fully live out your dreams and cultivate like who you were created to be even in this moment even in the middle of a pandemic right and it goes back to what you were saying it's all about being intentional about self-care giving yourself grace learning to forgive yourself and having self-awareness of like you can't do it all and be it all but you can be who you were created to be in this moment you know if you just relinquish your past if you relinquish those regrets and you just say you know what it is what it is we're flowing with it today you know like this like an example of this I'm at the zoo because you guys I double booked my (laughs) my availability (laughs) so I was like "Uh, one thing has to be canceled and and so she's on a play date right now and the mom's like don't worry I got it (laughs) and that was her just now asking for like where's her snacks I'm like they're over there <laughs> yeah, so yeah. this is what you have to do as a single mom <laughs> yeah you just have to take it like day by day like that's the best advice that I could give during the pandemic you know uh, people always ask like oh what should I do or how do, how are you handling it and I'm like you know I'm doing the best that I can on a daily basis and and when there are days where I'm like oh forget it all like the the challenging behavior the virtual school is a mess my job is putting pressure for whatever. I'm just like, you know what? We're getting takeout today. Like, you know, there, yes. there, those little things just make such a big deal. Like it makes a yes. change in my energy. Yes. Um, you know, I think I put so much on my to-do list every single yes. day. And I lo- I'm a person who loves to check things off of my to-do list, right? Makes me <laughs> I've accomplished yes. today. Yes. Um, and then when that doesn't happen and I'm like, you know, I'm not yes. so good about myself. And then that just like, that flows over into everything. It flows over yes. into how I, I speak to my son. It flows over yep. into how I take care of the house. Um, so the good thing is that what has happened over the years is that I've learned when I'm starting to feel, I call it funky, when mm-hmm. that funk is starting and I recognize it so much sooner that then I'm able to like, okay, let's turn this over. Right. Um, and 
whatever it is that I need to do. If I need to like soap in the tub that night, I tell my son like, listen, um, I'm gonna let you watch whatever video you want, right? Because I need alone time. Right, I right. Anything. I need you to be happy. I need to make myself happy. So right. You being your mom today, you know, because exactly one of those really challenging days. Exactly. You know, as, as they get older, it makes it easier. But like I've been divorced since my son turned two years old. So like those toddler years were really challenging. Um, doing it alone. And now that he's eight, you know, I'm I'm always like, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? But it does get better once you can communicate better with them. And I think it's important for moms to speak honestly to their children. Let them know when they're feeling frustrated because your kids shouldn't think that you are a superwoman. You know, like, right, right. Kids need to see you as a human being. We're so used right. to care of it all for them that they just like see us as, yeah, nothing ever bothers mom. And it's, right. it's kind of our fault when we don't show that emotion to them. And we're afraid to do it sometimes. Like, I used to cry alone in the shower. I would never show my son any tears. Oh any my gosh. Ever. Never. You're talking my language. Yeah. You're talking I my language. always be afraid to show him how frustrated or hard the day was. Or, yeah. you know, I, I would just go alone and take care of my tears there. And then he, I think the first time he saw me cry was either last year or the year before that. And I remember, like, I started crying in front of him, and he was like, why are you crying? I'm, I'm feeling so sad for you. And, you know, he, then he got it, like, oh, you're, you're really a human being. Like, you get frustrated just the way I do. Right. It actually teaches them emotional intelligence and how to be yes. empathetic. Like, you yes. know, I just, this, yesterday or the day before, I was in my closet crying, and then I was like, you know what? She's crying. I'm crying. Let me go console her. And then she was like, mom I'm sorry you're crying like so she like even at four like gets it you know yes. like but it's just like we I don't want her especially as a woman I'm raising a, another woman you know like I don't want her to think and go through life that like oh my mom was so strong that was this forced resilience that I'm supposed to be like this hard on the outside because we are humans and we do have feelings and she even is now starting to get it like I can't do everything like it's funny she says she's like I have two hands and I'm like clearly I've said that to her before <laughs> but I'm like we're, yeah. I'm like we're a team we're a team and you have responsibilities now yeah she's not going and like washing a little laundry but you right. can like put you can put the clothes in the washing machine you're like yeah. you're you're capable so we're a team and so she gets that you know um and I explained to her you know our family looks different now you know it doesn't mean we'll always just be mommy and you know and sage but like maybe later we'll have a dad and maybe later we'll have a baby sister that she keeps asking for I don't know about the puppy but still like this is what our family looks like now and this is how we're rolling yeah yeah and it's it's good that you have that sort of conversation to prepare them too because there may be changes in your family dynamic right just like you mm -hmm. said there, there may be um another family who comes in and we may be a blended family like my mm -hmm. my son has gone through that where um my ex-husband now has a fiance and they have a, a daughter um and and for a very long time, my son told me he did not want me to have a boyfriend. He did not want me to be married ever again. He likes it just me and him. Like, he made that clear to me. I was so scared because I'm like, goodness, you know, like, I want to have a boyfriend. And I want to have a, 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 you know, I was hoping I want to fall in love again. I want to be able to 
um, do those things. And that's, that's also okay. Like we should want that for ourselves, right? Because it, it right. came to a point where I felt even guilty. I remember like having this conversation with my cousin who's like, Dina, you have it all. Like, so what if you don't have a man? And I'm like, it's not about having a man. It's about having the love that I, I, I wanted to share with somebody. Exactly. You know, I wanted to always like really be in love and have what I, I dreamed of. Um, so I wasn't really ready to give up on this concept because I'm like between my son telling me he doesn't want me to be with someone. And then he's like, people are like, what is he, your husband? <laughs> Tell me like what to wear sometimes. He tells me all the time, like, doctors don't dress like that. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, I'm not a doctor 24-7. So, exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> sometimes. And, and he, you know, like, jokingly call me Divina. Because um, I tell him, like, sometimes I, I want to wear a crop top and jeans. And I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a woman. You're a woman like, outside exactly. of being a doctor. <laughs> yeah, so that's I was funny. Really, like, at the point of, like, forget it. Um I'm not even going to pursue that part of my life anymore. I was ready to give up. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm working on my business. I really am so happy with what I built, um, my home life, you know, what I, the relationship that I have with my son and everything. Um, but I think that as a single woman, if that's something that you want, that's something that you should never give up on. Like, right. And, right. and we have to tell our kids those things because they have to accept that. Like my son, I kept, I kept bringing it up to him. Like from time to time, I would just bring it up. Like, what if I did have a boyfriend? What if I, I introduced you to, um, to a boy? I was like, your dad has somebody and he's happy. Right. You know, why can't I be happy with somebody too? So those are also like conversations that we need to have with our kids so that they understand that there may be changes. And I, I think that that helps to prepare them too. Most def- almost definitely being honest, having that communication and going back to the younger generation, like just, you know, showing younger women that like, you don't have to have one or the other, like you can have it all and there can be in harmony, you know, like, and pursuing it all. You know, I think a lot of, like I had my daughter when I was older, just because of the route that I took, I didn't do the traditional medical school. I started earlier um, and just went all the way through. And like, you know, a lot of women, professional career women, like get into their, you know, late thirties, early forties. And they're like, okay, like the pickings in the pool seem slimmer and slimmer and slimmer once you get older, but it's like, no, like you can like, if that's what you want to focus on in that season of your life, that's fine. You know, I don't believe anything like that. I've missed my time. I don't believe in that. You know, like I believe in like the right time is the right time, you know, um, no matter what the rest of the world is doing, you know, they're getting married in their twenties and thirties. Like that's fine. You know, I'm in later thirties. When the husband comes, he comes because that was the right time that I needed him in my life. Right. And you want the right partner, right? Like, right. I kind of feel like I was in the situation that I was in because I was like, oh, okay, residency is over. Now I'm ready to like start focusing on my love life so that I could get married because I, I was feeling that pressure, like that societal pressure of like, okay, you're a certain age. Are you going to have kids? Like, what are you going to do now? Because I was so by the book all my life. All my life, I followed all these yep. rules that I thought I had to follow. And and just like you said, like I never in my life imagined being a single mom. First yeah. of all, like that was just never going to happen to me because why would that <laughs> yeah. happen to me when I did all the right yeah. steps? You know, like I took exactly. all the right steps. So why yeah. would that happen to me? And then like you end up in that situation um, 
And for me, it was life changing. Like now, of course, when I look back on everything, I see why all of that had to happen. For me, it had to happen because I needed to learn my self-worth. I needed to love to learn self-love. I needed to learn to prioritize my life because I was always giving it to somebody else. You know, when I was younger, it was all about my parents. When um when I was done with that sort of feeling, then it was all about my friends. And then after that, it was all about my career. Then it was all about my husband. And, you know, it was never just about me. Right. And that's what I've learned. In the, I've been divorced now for six years. It took me six years. And I always tell women, like, don't wait as long as I did. Like, I'm 43. Don't wait as long, you know, I, I, it just means just forever, it feels like, to learn these lessons. Um, you know, I want, I want women to learn that from day one, like that's something that's teaching our daughters and all the little girls from a really young age that has to be taught and like, it it needs to feel like an instinct, you know, like, let me worry about myself and and get myself in a good place and love myself so that I can give to everybody else. You're right. And teaching that self-love is not selfish, especially as a single mother. Like I cannot pour from an empty cup at all. Like I have to fill myself up for the person that needs me, which is my daughter, who are my patients, like my colleagues. Like if I don't take that time and be intentional with my time to pour back into myself, then I'm not my best self, you know? Um, And I think also about liberating and empowering women is owning your story. Like, don't even like live in the shame and the guilt. And for so long in my early single motherhood years, I did. Cause like you said, I did all the things by the book. I like went to med school at 17. I graduated at 23. I finished residency. I did a fellowship. And then it's like, wait a minute, where's your husband? You got this kid, you know, like I like was like, how did this happen? Like, that's not the cultural norm. You know, I wasn't raised in a single parent home. Like, where did this come from? You know, like, I love my daughter. God, like he wouldn't have given her to me in this season if she wasn't needed. Like she is here for a purpose. But I got so caught up in shame and I didn't share my story. And just in the last two years, I've started to share my story. And now I'm like learning to love myself again. I'm like, this is a part of my story. And there's no, and this is no, there's no shame. I don't need to flip through these pages and like not tell that chapter. Like this chapter is just as important as the chapters that are coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's this. I think the important thing is that we grew from those experiences, right? Like those are, or I want to say people love to ask like why would god let that happen to me or something yeah because those are experiences that we kind of have to learn to embrace and then say what is the lesson that i'm supposed to learn from this what yes the path that i'm supposed to go on um because this was definitely like not the road that i thought i was going to take it's exactly somewhere else so this journey that i'm on where is it leading me and what am i supposed to do with this um, for me now, I see it as such a blessing in disguise. I just didn't realize what was happening in the thick of it. Um, right. but now when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, it had to be that difficult because I'm such a stubborn person that, <laughs> that I fight it all. I'm like, no, no, this is not going to happen. Or that's not the way it's going to happen. Or, um, so I know for me personally, it had to be that tough in order for me to make those changes and to grow and learn about myself because i'm i'm a true taurus like i'm a taurus to the end um, oh my gosh how did i know you were that just by the way you explained it i'm like she gotta be a taurus <laughs> <laughs> i'm stubborn i'm like no 
I'm a very like slow going, all of that. Like, you know, um, so when everything had to change really quickly and I was like, what is going on? I thought I was like losing my mind um, and losing my life. But, mm. you know, now I know like, wow, I gained so much from it. And, right. um, and I wouldn't even change it. You know, like people ask me like, oh, if, if you could have done things differently, would you? No, not mm. at all. Not at all. It was, it was, um, it's a very significant part of my life and I'm happy that God gave that to me. Um, I'm happy that there were so many lessons um, out of it. And I think it made my life more interesting and helped me to learn what's important in life and where to um, prioritize things. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah, no, I don't, I, I would, I would agree with you. Like, I don't look back and say that there's something that I would change. Maybe, maybe some of the people that I allowed to stay in my life a little bit too longer than they should have, but it all, it all adds up. You know, I believe that like everything happens for a reason. Um, you don't, you know, hindsight is 2020, you know, like you don't understand why you're going through, but if you would shift your mindset to not focus on the negative, but say, what am I supposed to learn in this moment? Like, how am I supposed to grow through this? And not just try to get to the next season. You know, too many times we try to just get to the next season. It's like, no, grow through this right now. You know, a seed is planted in, in the dirt. It doesn't say I need to be a flower tomorrow. Like it goes through and then it breaks through, right. And becomes what it was created to be. But we have to go through all the other environmental things first, you know, so circumstances first so it, it all it all in the end it all pays out if you would just continue to just say okay shift your mindset to say this this isn't you know permanent this is something temporary and I'm going to be a better woman for this I'm going to be a better mom after this you know I'm going to be a better pediatrician a better you know entrepreneur because of this yeah yeah um you build a lot of muscles like for sure <laughs> yes and, and you learn how to be strong in ways that you just never imagined so exactly. There are, there are a lot of gifts that come with um, with having to to go through something so difficult in your life, and I think um, when you see it in that in that way, then it's easier to accept it and to to try to look for what are the like little pearls of nuggets and all the all the things that I need to um, learn from this and. I think, you know, that's, that's really the most important part, not to look at it as a burden of like, why is this happening to me? But instead to view it as like, okay, this was something unexpected. What am I supposed to get out of this? Right. Cause if you don't, if you don't, then you're going to just keep repeating the same things and right. no one wants to go through that. <laughs> the more you resist it, yeah. the worse it actually gets. It just comes back and back and yes. back. Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely a huge learning lesson for me because that, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm, I told you, anyway, I'm, I'm a stubborn person. So I was like, no, it has to be like this. It has to be like this. Um, but you know, you learn, you learn what's happening. Right. Uh, so I do think that there are, you know, like we just touched on, on a few different things today. Um, I do think there are so many great conversations that could come out of this. And I think there are a lot of opportunities for us to share more information with all the women that, that are going to tune in. Um, and please let everybody know where they can follow you on Instagram or how they could connect with you. Most definitely. Um, on Instagram, my handle is Dr. Mom underscore sage s-a-g-e advice 
Um, that's also the same Twitter handle and my website, drmomstageadvice.com. All right. Thank you so much for taking out some time at your day at the zoo. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I love talking to you because you're just, you're, you're so honest. And I, yeah. I love how brave you are. Thank you. Um, you know, number one, for, for taking out time out of your busy schedule, because, you know, you are, you're, you know, doing your mom thing on your time <laughs> right now. Um, number two, thank you for being a really dedicated physician and doing what you love doing because it definitely shows. And I can only imagine how much your patients love you and what a special um, relationship you have with your patients. I know, I know, because I, you know, I know from, from personal um, experiences, I, I, I know how much our communities love to have us um, and, and how much we we strive to be our best for them right um, and so i think you know that that makes us very special physicians yeah. because we we give it our all all the time yes, <laughs> yes. um so thank you for, for being dedicated and thank you for being dedicated and brave enough to talk about your life um, and sharing your experiences with everyone because it, it helps for other people to learn um, and just to see you as a human being, because I think a lot of times people see us as doctors and they think yeah. we have it all figured out and that we have lead like these perfect lives. And that's so far from the truth. Like, exactly. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just real women trying our hardest and our best, um, to be good people and to keep serving, um, the people that we serve and, and our children first and foremost, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, this was a great conversation. So very candid. And like you said, transparent and honest. And I just, I thank you for extending the invitation. And I just, I love everything that you're doing in your community as well. Like it really is an inspiration. Like you said, um, our parents, like we're an extension of, you know, the family to the patients that we serve, especially as pediatricians. So I'm just so amazed at everything that you're doing. I'm glad that we were able to connect today. Thank you so much. Well, enjoy your day at the zoo. And I think there'll be lots more to come. Um, you know, of course, I'll, I'll reach out to you and we'll see how we can do some more collaborations. Most definitely. All right. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. To listen to more podcasts, please visit us at drdavinalopez.com and follow us on Instagram at Dr. Davina Lopez. Thank you for listening. Please keep in mind that all advice given in this podcast is general information. To understand your specific situation, you must consult with your pediatrician.